Welcome to episode 78 of We the GamerCast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday. Thank you for listening, for sticking around, and for hitting that subscribe button, and for every single one of you rating this show on iTunes. I don't know what that does, but I hear it's good, so thank you. It's been a while. I missed you last week. I, I, aw, that sounded sweet, didn't it? I really did. I don't know if you missed me, but that's kind of awkward because there's never really any way for you to express that. If you're new and you have no idea what the hell is going on, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about video games. If you would like to be part of the show, you just tweet at me, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. That is the whole thing that we do. This week is a little different. Every now and then, this whole like talking to a stranger on the internet thing is starting to fall apart because I'm becoming really good friends with a lot of people from the internet. So, but I think that stranger sounds better. And every now and then, it is a stranger who we become friends. So, splitting hairs at this point, everybody. But I was away last week. If you were looking on Monday and the show didn't appear, it was because I was in a I was in a hospital. I was I had a baby. It didn't come out of me, but it came out of my wife and I put it there. I'll let you do the math on how that whole thing works. And everybody, you probably, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you, everybody is happy and healthy, but it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a go. I'm not going to go too much into that today. I really want to want to, I think maybe next week or, or maybe the week after. I'm not sure exactly when, but I'm going to sit down with Chelsea like we did on episode 50 and we will tell the story. We'll go through the whole thing. And, um, we'll try and throw some, some video games in there just to keep it in the spirit of, of this show. But I feel like maybe that's something that might be interesting. If nothing else, if not for you, listener, it, it would be for us as well. We want to kind of document it. We're really big on, like when we got married, Chelsea was journaling through the whole thing just so that we could remember the whole experience. I, I mean, you obviously remember the big moments, but we, we like to go into the detail and how we got to where we ended up. So we want to do that. If if it turns out that that happens in podcast form, then that's kind of neat. And we'd like to, we share our lives with, with you, obviously. And I think it's a, I think everybody probably feels their own story is, is interesting and harrowing and all of those, all of those things. It was definitely not, it started out as a normal, as a normal labor, but it did not end that way. And again, everybody's great. I'm not going to go into it much more than that. We'll have Chelsea on. You can look forward to that. Um, if you're, again, if this is, if you're new or if you've missed a few shows, go back to the last one. It was from two weeks ago. Brock McLaughlin was on. We, I've been getting a lot of great feedback. Brock and I had a, had a discussion a little bit about this like indie network, this like network of indie podcasters that we have. And I go into this a little bit with Jacob as well. He's a member of this, this indie network of podcasters that we, that we find ourselves in. And, um, I've been getting a lot of great feedback. So keep that up. If you guys are creating content and you're interested in that notion, there's a lot of great things coming. I don't know. I don't think it's going to really impact listeners in terms of where you need to go to find us. But really what we want to try and do is embrace the community and all the different communities that we're, that we have and, and that we build together. And none of us are, are IGN, but together, man, we're pretty great. And we've got a show from all, everybody that I talk to. 
there is a show for you. If this isn't the only show that you like or the only type of show um, and you want to listen to maybe a Nintendo show, like maybe you have a certain nostalgia for Nintendo. I know a guy and I want to bring all of these people together. Everybody's got a show that that I guarantee somebody who has been on this show or is tangentially connected to this show and, and through our friendships that we've been connecting with, there's a show for you. And I hope that it connects with you on a level that isn't so AAA, but more homegrown. Literally, these things are, are garage band podcasts. So we're, we're working on that. We're working on cultivating that. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So stay tuned. I hope to have more in the coming weeks. But on that note, I've been really kind of like thinking about that lately. This notion of really putting a lot of work into this. This is, this is definitely over and above just creating content and pushing it out. This is, this is community cultivation. There's a lot of strategy and thinking and time dedication that goes along with it. Yesterday I had an opportunity to put something together that I'm floating by a few of my, a few of the content creators and the friends out there. Uh, hopefully have something for you guys soon. And last night I'm like, man, I can't do that often. I won't have the time to dedicate to this much, much more really. And that goes towards gaming and all this other stuff. And for some reason, like I was just, I was up all night, like kind of fighting with myself, just kind of, I mean, obviously baby's keeping me up as well. Lincoln, Lincoln is, uh, he's on a schedule to be fed every few hours. So there's that. But in addition to that, I'm just trying to, it's an adjustment because I like Jacob, we talk about this. I'm all in on being a dad. I am 100%. I, I mean, how could you not be? This is, this is the best experience there is. And so I'm trying to come to grips with what does that mean? How do I balance that with, with doing this, which is to be honest, like this is purely optional. And there was a moment last night that I came to realize that this is why well, I, I come to this realization every once in a while, but this is, this is a therapy session. This is being able to talk about whatever ails you or whatever excites you. This is an opportunity to, if we can talk about games and game related topics, that's great. If we just want to talk about what's going on in our lives, that is great too. And today's conversation is exactly what I needed to remind me that the show is more than just video games. Uh, Jacob and I, obviously we've, we've been friends for, for quite a while now. We, we, connected through Bobby really and he wanted to to create a show he knew that he had a love for Nintendo and and Bobby and I kind of talked about what what how would that manifest in in podcast form and it's been amazing to see him take that idea take Nintendo nostalgia and just grow it he he's dedicated but what I didn't I guess realize is is how heavy this show is going to get I hope you guys are, are ready for this type of show I don't know if there's really any other way to come off the birth of a child other than to have a chat like this we're going to talk a little bit about Dragon Ball we're going to keep it light for a little bit but this is a really special episode I don't say that all the time every episode is is great this is special and I thank Jacob so much for being so open and so honest and it's really him his courage that has inspired me to kind of open up in this in this intro to say like Last night was, last night was rough. Last night was, I was really trying to think like, is this the way that I spend my time? And I, and ultimately this is, this is the best way. It's not even that it's optional. This, there's no other, I, sh- I should be doing no other thing. This is beneficial for, for me. And I hope that it's encouraging and, and hopefully prompts at people maybe to look inward as well. I think that we all need to do some self-reflection every once in a while. And this is my way of doing that. So. Enough on that. I really am just grateful to 
to Jacob for that. I will continue to do this podcast. This is a reminder that I get every once in a while that, that people have amazing stories to tell. They inspire me and I hope they inspire you as well. That's the point of all of this. So thank you to Jacob. We're going to get to your chat in just a second. On the gaming front though, I am really excited. This week, guys, is going to be amazing. I feel like you all are on the same page here. It, do you have a switch? You. Yes, you. Do you have, do you have a switch? Cause this week is kind of a, a big deal. I was saying to Bobby just earlier this morning, this is the first week since the, since the switch came out that my wallet is going to be hurting. Mario Kart 8 and Puyo Puyo Tetris. I don't know if I'm saying that. Puyo, Puyo. Why do I do a podcast when I don't, I sell, second guess how I pronounce pretty much every other word. But nonetheless, that Tetris game is coming out. And I don't know what I'm more excited for. Chelsea and I have been playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. <laughs> I can't even say this stupid game. We've been playing Tetris uh, on tabletop mode. And what, holy crap, this demo, it kicks you out after every game. And normally that would push me to just go do something else. But I'm, I'm clicking A through, getting to the menus, restarting the demo, going into a new game. We just keep doing one more match, one more match. And if there isn't another sign, I don't know if there's a better sign that a game is great than that, than that just one more match, just one more game. So I wasn't, I was originally thinking that that game is a little on the expensive side, but there's, there's no doubt that we will get our money's worth with that one. And then of course, Mario Kart 8 coming later on in the week. And so with that, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to roll out, but pay attention to Twitter this week. We're going to try and line up like a giant tournament that's going to cross all the communities. We talked about this. We're going to try and get one, maybe even two, because battle mode is back. We're going to have to figure out how that, what that looks like, but we've got, we've got a couple days. Um, but stay on the lookout. We're really hoping to get as many people involved in this one tournament as possible. You're not going to find a, if we ran Nintendo tournament and then a Sheldon Forgotten tournament and then a Warp Whistle tournament or whatever. Like there's a lot of podcasts, a lot of people that are listening to all these various shows. Let's all be in the same place. Let's all play together. We're going to try this out with Mario Kart and I'd like to test this idea with this one game and expand it to other games. I know there's a lot of you out there who are really into playing co-op or multiplayer games, and it's really difficult to just identify when when you're available uh, or to let other people know. I'm trying to build something that that really promotes your game night, not just mine. That's the whole thing. It's not about this podcast or any other podcast creating a game night. It's maybe you want to create a game night. We as the podcasters, I, I'm I'm getting people together on this, we as podcasters can help you promote it and get as many people to your gaming night as possible. And I think that's what this is all about. So stay tuned on that. I haven't fully fleshed this out just yet, but I continue to sort of air this out and I'm just trying to get some idea of the level of interest out there. So if this is, if you're a podcaster and this is kind of tickling your fancy, as I have been saying these days, then hit me up. We're going to, we're going to work this out. It's going to be awesome. What else? I've been playing as as much as, I guess, two weeks since we last talked. Uh, I've been playing a few games, but in very small chunks. And I know I don't want to run, run long here, but I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> StarCraft is free. StarCraft is such a great game. It's free. Go to StarCraft.com. And I've been playing a couple matches of that, and I'm pretty rusty. But luckily, the games that I've been playing were... I, I play on... Big Game Hunters, if anybody remembers that map, it's basically like unlimited resources. So you can just kind of go nuts. And as Zerg, I can just, I'll always have enough resources. And oh, this is so nerdy. I build like 
12 hives and and instantly i'm able to create these giant armies because i've i'm never worried about resources i'm playing a little bit of starcraft that's been a ton of fun uh on xbox playing some battlefront and forza just a little bit of little multiplayer playing with johnny casino and battlefront i i don't know what it is but star uh, starcraft star wars is getting me excited these days so i wanted to i wanted to go into that world a little bit and I'm always late on these stupid multiplayer games. Splatoon is another example I was playing last night. Man, I'm, I just got to level 10. That's it. I'm just going to open up about that. I, I am on a Nintendo focused podcast and I barely played Splatoon. <laughs> I played probably more Splatoon last night than ever before, uh, in a consecutive sitting. So there's that. And for honor, this is the one game that I'll talk to you just a little bit about. I've got it from the library and I don't think that this is, this isn't really my typical game. This isn't like, I kind of like my, my racing and my, my shooters and some JRPGs. This is kind of outside of my already sort of eclectic kind of taste. I, I feel like I am all over the place. I don't really pigeonhole myself too, too much, but this is very different. Uh, and I really like it, but I don't know that I like it enough to buy it. And I also am not sure if that has to do with the value of the game or more about where I'm at in terms of how much time I have for gaming. I ha- I think it's more of that. I think that this is a game that is a classic, like 50% off sale. And I hope that that, hope you understand what I mean when I say that. It's not that the game is 50% good. It's just that I need to be able to fit this into my library in a smart way, uh, knowing that I won't be playing it 100% of the time. But the problem with that is it will be the same as Battlefront and with Splatoon, where I came late to the game to try and save a little bit of money, but ultimately there's not as many people playing it. So I'm trying to kind of figure out where I land on, on that. But anyways, let's get right into it. This is, you may remember Jacob Rush from episode 44. Back then... He was, he was a young whippersnapper. And what I have in front of you today, we're going to get to in a second. We have a matured podcaster. Jacob is, we, we go into some very heavy stuff here. I hope you're ready for a very brave conversation. Uh, Jacob is a beautiful soul, a beautiful person. I'm so glad that I got to have him on. Here he is. Jacob Rush. Besides the last time, the last time I was on Skype before that, I was literally, my wife and I were dating and she was like in college and this was like back in like 2010. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people on my list that actually come back from like, like on my, on my Skype list that are carried forward from my MSN messenger days. Did you ever use MSN <laughs> messenger? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. I'm, I'm like, I don't know if any of you guys realize that you're now on like technically on Skype, but it's just these old accounts. It'd be so amazing for somebody, some CIA agent to show all the different accounts that we've created. I'm like, Oh man, my, my geo city site or my, my law. Lo- I remember I created, well, I don't know if I ever talked about this. I remember I tried to create a website because I thought that I was a fan. I didn't realize how huge, fans that were out there of dragon ball z yeah, which is yeah. the only time in a canadian will ever say z will always say zed but dragon <laughs> ball is, is the one occasion but i had i had tried to build a website dedicated to dragon ball z and it was oh, so man. bad dude like somewhere but somewhere out there that exists i'm sure of it i'm sure that yeah. somebody can find like sean capri's or i don't even know if my name is on it but mm-hmm. i don't know if those things get deleted 
I didn't know you're a big Dragon Ball Z fan. But I I'm love not really like I love it, but like I'm not like a diehard. Like I basically watch like the first two seasons. I don't get much further than um, Vegeta. <laughs> like I watch, <laughs> okay. I watch Super with my brother every once in a while. Like I watch one of every like ten episodes. Uh huh. And that's yeah. that's kind of it. Like I know the pantheon of it. I know like the care. I, I I could name the characters if you showed them to me. But like I watch Raditz in the Vegeta seasons so okay. often. Like, <laughs> so from that yeah, perspective, gets, I'm a fan. It gets a bit more exciting than the Raditz and Vegeta saga. Does it really though? Like, isn't it just kind of like rinse and repeat? Like, oh, he'll never guess who's back, or he's so strong, and I better train in in ten or hundred times gravity. <laughs> I mean, it does. I, I mean, and it's in the show's defense. When it first came out, I mean, it was new and it was like awesome when they could go to Super Saiyan. You know, like he's no longer just this level yes. normal. Thing, you know, so like, yes, but as once they get into 10 seasons, you're right, it starts to be like, okay, he's gonna go Super Saiyan 2 against this new villain that no one can beat, and now he's like OP, and then the next season comes along, the new villain, they can't handle him, and he goes to a level beyond. So, mm-hmm. yes, I understand what you're saying, and new it's colors. super, it is, it's new colors, and, and uh, super, Dragon Ball Super. I just I let them all like fill it up on my cable and I just record them and then I like marathon them. Oh yeah. So this weekend I marathoned a, a bunch. So like I'm all caught up and ran out now. But I. Uh, what are the chances that I bring it up just out of nowhere? This GeoCities and you just did this marathon. Right. Yes. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I love Nintendo, but like I got like the Dragon Balls. I don't know if you can see them. I got oh, the yeah. Dragon Balls and I got every season up there. Oh, that's sweet. I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. I mean, the reason I work out and lift weights is because of that show. No so. way. Do you really? Yeah. Do you, do you <laughs> like, wear the vests and train in, in enhanced gravity? I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> Doing inverted sit-ups? Oh, I, I I have always... My, my old workout partner, um, he's still my workout partner. We've not listed a while together. He, uh, I got a shirt made um, that has him as Vegeta on it, going Super Saiyan, and I have Goku, and they're like... They're just like, and they're posing, power up, you know, angry face. And yeah. it says training and saying on it. And we would wear that to the gym, cut off sleeves. and I would, love that. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I, I would pay big money if I could go to um, a, high, a place that was literally like a hyperbolic time chamber. I, want, I hope one day we get the technology. <laughs> this is, I guess this is past the sagas you watched. The hyperbolic time chambers where they go and they train literally – Training in the hyperbolic time chamber for an hour mm-hmm. um, is a year's worth of training. So to them, like time is all <laughs> slow. In the real world, it's just an hour, but to them, they feel like they've been in there for an entire year yeah. training. So they come out and they have a year's worth of results. Like, dude, I would pay fat cash if I could just go work out for Hell an yeah. hour. That's that's the next step. It's not Gold's Gym. It's hyperbolic time chamber, man. Oh my gosh, I would, I. If I, I kind of like tech- the discipline that's involved with Dragon Ball. Like, I kind of like that it sort of teaches like kids and people to like you don't yeah. just you're not just born with these superpowers. Like, you gotta you gotta work for it. And if somebody's Absolutely. gonna gonna come and beat you up, you go train in some crazy superpower <laughs> like supernatural chamber, and you gotta yeah. get better. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So I'm a big Dragon Ball. Nut. What's your favorite uh, Dragon Ball game? Like, there's been a lot of good ones, a lot of duds. Um, I want to say. I like Budokai 1 because of um, 
I, I ask like I know what any some of these games are. What's Budokai one? Budokai Dragon Ball Z Budokai came out originally for the PlayStation Two, but you know me, I'm a big just Nintendo fanboy, so I it came to the GameCube a little later. Okay. So my co-host Ryan, um, he had it for the because he plays uh, PS2 and he'll play all the systems, but he had it for PS2 back then, and then it eventually came to GameCube. So that's how I got my I got to see him. Mm-hmm. It has like cutscenes and like actual stuff from the show in the game uh, but my issue with it is my favorite villain is Majin Buu Kid Buu and mm-hmm. that's the very final arc of Dragon Ball Z before they ended it a long time ago um, and it doesn't have that arc in there it just goes all the way up to the Cell games um, so I like that but I have to say Budokai 2 is probably my favorite because it introduced what kind of, is Majin- it a fighting game like what is yeah, this okay. it's like it's like any Dragon Ball Z fighting game like Kind of like, uh, imagine like Street Fighter style. It's a button masher type of thing, but mm-hmm. you could fly in the air, things like that. So, because I always found like they're always a little different than than Street Fighter. Because I feel like Street Fighter and Killer Instinct and those games, like I could kind of like they're all kind of like the same motions. I'm always doing like the Hadouken motion, and that will generally do something regardless of almost whoever I pick. But with mm-hmm. but with Dragon Ball and the flying, like they it becomes way more three-dimensional in that way like it was 3d in a way that the other 3d fighters just weren't because because you could fly a little bit i think the games honestly are kind of handicapped because like when i play it i want to like be in a real fight like i am in the show yeah but you can't like you can't even necessarily fly around all the time in the sky like you have to like do a certain move (laughs) that allow you to hover and then like you mainly stay on the ground and i'm not really good at button masters so to be honest i never was a pro at the games i just Mm -hmm. loved them because they were Dragon Ball you can Z. Just dive so. in. Did you ever play the Xenoverse games? I you, to, you can create your own characters in those games, right? You can, yes, but they never came to Nintendo, so I haven't yet. Dang it! Oh man, you are locked in. I always, I always admire that about you because, like, obviously you're seeing these games outside of the the, the Nintendo ecosystem, and you're like, nope. If you're not coming, if you're not coming to me, I'm not, I'm not gonna, yeah, not going to you. <laughs> <laughs> my my well, my buddy, the guy who does the artwork for this podcast, he always grinds my gears for it because he's like saying I'm just a level headed fanboy. And to be honest, I I am stubborn. I I, I am. I don't. I told Is him. Is it I, out of spite? Uh, no. I mean, I just. The thing about me is like I am all in on something. Like I don't like to. Well, first off, financially, I can't afford every system. So that's the, what I was going to get to. Like, obviously, there are other reasons for just that's, sticking to one system. Yeah, that's probably the biggest uh, card I can play. Like, I don't have the money for everything yeah. if, when it comes down to it. But ultimately, like, I just I have always been all in. Like, I've always been that way my whole life. I never have been like I'm going to play a little bit over here, a little bit over there. Like. Like, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. Like, I am diehard. I'm not going to go be – oh, I'm a Packers fan. What, what a tough life you guys have had. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really hard hey, being man, a Colts fan. Andrew Luck. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough. But I, I'm th- there through, through, through the couple bad seasons we've had. I, I will not put a bag over my head for a season. Fair. None of that. Um, like, Nintendo, I just – that's the system we had literally the day I was born. I grew up with it, and I just feel – a sense of loyalty to the company, especially with all the memories and the great childhood they give me. I love, I'm just all in, you yeah, know? Man. So, well, it's I funny don't... because like being a Nintendo fan is like polar opposite of being a Colts fan. Like, like I, I joke about being super comfortable being a Colts fan. Like you guys, 
it's it's fine. You're going to either be in the Super Bowl or, or a, a contender for it. Nintendo, <laughs> for a long time, has been nowhere even close to the Super Bowl. Like they they're not even playing football. They're not even playing the same sport. So it's been very it's been very different. And so like, how do you feel now? I feel like the switches is like the rise of Nintendo again. You've been with them the whole time. You like, you've been that, that, that fan that's been with the team. That's, that's been garbage for years and years. And now like they're making their, their run again. You Mm. can, you can safely say you've been with them there the the entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I want to apologize for the baby in the background. I, I'm single daddy duty today. Wife has work. She doesn't typically work on Sundays. Yeah. You can't just like, put it in another room and like just leave it alone for a little while like maybe put a dog next to it it can probably <laughs> i wish she probably we have a <laughs> cat she'd probably make that cat go crazy oh yeah <laughs> she's no she's good she's pretty quiet but sometimes she gets a little loud so i do apologize if oh, there's some right. baby background noise i i have a little mute mic here if she does i'll, I'll uh, mute it but oh, you're uh, fine um this is dad cast now this is Dadcast because you're a new daddy. Congratulations! I'm <laughs> so happy. You. Thank you. Yeah, everybody is doing is actually doing really, really well. I am a bear at night, though. I have to admit, man. Like I, I'm happy now. I'm caffeinated. I like. I'm looking forward to breakfast after this. Like everything is good in this moment. But like last night, I was not a fun guy to be around. I don't know if anybody can imagine that. Bobby can imagine that. I know. Bobby, Bobby knows how I get, but this is me. I'm like no sleep, but I'm just like, Chelsea's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't even know. Like, there's really nothing even wrong. I'm just like, not, not, not a good space, but it's That's all. That's how my wife is. It's all part of the, just like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, oh, I mean, when she is lacking sleep and getting Oh, tired, she's the bear. She is so mean. I didn't like, think you were going to throw her under the bus like that. That's. No, well, she's not going to listen to this, so we're good. <laughs> she's at work, you know. So uh, yeah, the one time she'll actually listen to something I do. Let me just make a note and make sure I tweet this. Listen, everybody, listen for when Jacob throws his wife under the bus twelve minutes into the interview. Throws wife under. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Back. What was your original question? I apologize. Got us off. I wanted. I wanted to ask you kind of how it feels to have always been by Nintendo's side through thick and thin. You've been with them through the garbage years, and now they made like a first round draft pick that's a generational player, Mm -hmm. and they're back. Like they, they. I feel like it's not too early to say anymore. Where, where are we? Two months, I guess, into into switch yeah it is the real deal it's selling like crazy games are starting to hit like we're, we're getting more than just zelda the mm-hmm. the concept this the console itself has been proven in terms of the portability is nice people are not so torn up over technical aspects like how many frames per second and things like there's uh-huh. a little bit of that but it's not to the level that it killed xbox when it launched so i yeah. think it's safe to say this thing is a hit so now mm-hmm. you get to say yeah, man, I told you, Nintendo's been great all these years. Thank you for coming back. Like, how, how does it feel for you as a fan that stuck with them through thick and thin? It feels awesome. I mean, I can tell you, I said on our own, my own show that, like, it, when the Wii U came out, like, I wasn't, like, disappointed. I was disappointed in the name. I remember watching the E3 press conference. And I was like, don't call it Wii U. Like, yeah, man. I always get excited for a new console, like, brand new name, like the GameCube, the 64. I like the new name stuff. But... I remember watching the Wii U, and, like, I was excited. I genuinely was hyped about the Wii U. Um, I, to be honest, I don't re- I don't remember as much negative feedback back then when it first got a launch as what, the way people talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, 
I really enjoyed it. Um, today, when the Switch is launched, it feels so much better in enjoyment, though, than when I with the Wii U, because today... I, I know it's not just me and my buddy getting it. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I know that like I can post about this on a freaking Facebook page, and I'm not going to get hate for saying the Switch is awesome. Yes. But when I remember, as soon as I shared about the Wii U, I remember people, not even in communities on my own Facebook, started trash talking to me about the Wii U and how garbage it's going to be, and like it just feels it, it's nice. I've always enjoyed Nintendo, even through the rough years, but it's nice when other people are here to like play you know what i mean i could have i couldn't have put it better myself you're absolutely right that it's the enjoyment isn't necessarily about i was right nintendo's always been great it's about now i get to share this with people and not have to be condemned for liking something which is kind of a silly concept but it's a real it's a real thing it absolutely is it's uh nintendo i i like i said i've always been there and from the, literally the day when I came home, I had three older brothers, so they already had a NES, and I was born in 1990. Mm-hmm. So I came home, and we had a system. I I have pictures of me pushing buttons on the NES, and mm-hmm. I just I never grew out of it. We I went to the Game Boy from there, and we never had a Super Nintendo, but my best friend had a Super Nintendo, so I would always go to his house and we play Super Nintendo, and then we got I I told you my 64 story, yep. and uh, you know and. I've just migrated. It seemed like all the people in my life had Nintendo. I didn't have that one friend that, oh, I'm all about Sega, man, or I'm all about PlayStation. Like all my there best weren't that friends, many of the Sega people. Let's be honest. No, there were. They were hard to find. <laughs> my brothers weren't that way. My brothers didn't were like older, wanting the cooler system at the time. You know, like they all played Nintendo. So that's just what I grew up in. And um, did you hear the rumors about the the Super Nintendo Mini? I like did. It sounds pretty legit. Like, does that does that tickle you? Tickle your fancy a little bit? Oh, it, it excites me my, really much. My fancy is very ticklish. I <laughs> I just want it to. Um, uh, I just want it. I just want it to do good. Like, I don't want it to be this rat race to get us a, a system. I'm like, with you. Like, I got one. I got one because of my wife, and I remember my she got it for Christmas. Ryan hooked her up because he works at GameStop. But long story short, I remember Christmas time. It drove. She was going nuts trying yeah, to find this because she's worried that, like, I know Jacob's going to be so let down if I don't get this system. Aww. And I get it. I went to been bitter or anything, you know, but she was – she always tries her hardest. And, like, mm-hmm. that's one of her love languages is to give gifts and, and uh, do things that help make me happy. So um, Can you – I'm so sorry. I do this sometimes. You, you just said something that I just heard somebody use for the, for the very first time, the love language. Can you – this is a this is a term that people are using these days about how kind of couples are able to show appreciation for each other. I'm totally derailing here. Is that oh, something? Fine. Is that um is that something that has been part of your relationship for for a while? Or because to to me it's a new term. But I love I love the the love language. I love this idea that there are there's a different vocabulary that we use, whether it's mm-hmm. verbal or, or showing signs of affection. I'm curious if this has been part of your guys' relationship for some time now. Um, I think it naturally has been since even when we first met back yeah. in like 2008. Um, we, uh, you guys? yeah, we met at church camp and, <laughs> and we, we, we met in Classic church camp. hookup at, at church camp. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, funny thing is I didn't even, like, she was my friend. I met her there, became friends and I like some other girl and I was like, try to get her help to get, there, but, but she liked me the whole time. 
I tried to hook up Chelsea with a friend of mine, and she had oh, no right. interest in him. So that's hilarious. That's awesome. That's a true story. Good. Glad it didn't work out that way. <laughs> yes, yes. Things could have been very, very different. Absolutely. It wouldn't have lasted anyways. But yeah, this love language thing. Talk about oh, this. Like, yeah, yeah. So part of part of this is her giving you well, giving things, or what else is it? Well, uh, the love language thing, give me back on, I really think it comes from like, you know, my wife and I were really, uh, really highly involved in the church, and mm-hmm. and and um, I really think you started to see a lot of this in the late 2000s. Like, there's a book called, um, it's about love languages, yep. and it's it's like you know those tests that like you can figure out your personality, and like like Sean's a lion, and he has the I am a Leo, uh, Leo things like that. Yeah, you'll figure out like what how you perform best at things and handle mm-hmm. situations. It's a lot like that. You read this book, and we never actually read it. We just kind of, like I said, in the church, it's kind of a natural thing. People kind of just get introduced to, mm-hmm. um, to focus on your relationships with God and with each other and and just to help you respond to each other better. Um, my wife, like I I like to receive gifts. Um, it makes me sound like a, a, a selfish person or something like that. But. I don't think so. I mean, I, I won't lie. I like to get gifts. I mean, Christmas time, birthday, yay. Gifts are welcome. I don't care. <laughs> and if you don't get me a gift, I'm not going to hold it against totally, you. Totally, totally. You know? Um, I, I can't remember all the word languages, but um, we have uh, – I, I know that I, I like to receive gifts, and I like words of words of affirmation. So, mm-hmm. like, I like to hear, like, hey, like you're doing a good job. You know, like – when people tell me that, it really lifts my spirit um, naturally. Yeah, it's, man. It's not like a conceited thing. It's just I naturally respond with, like, "Hey, you know what? You like if you've been working out and you're trying to get back in shape, and someone takes notice of that, that really like inspires me. Keeps yeah, me going." Man. And uh, I think I like, and I want to clear this up because I am picking up what you're laying down here because there's this thing that people think that if you're talking about yourself in a certain way that it maybe can come off as conceited. But what I think I acknowledge with you is that there's like a really, it's like an emotional and mental healthiness that you acknowledge what, what are the positive spaces in your life? What are the positive forces? What are the negative forces? And how do you kind of get lean more into the positive and lean away from from the negative i think that that's huge and i've never to be honest with you like like i'm born catholic and i grew up going going to church but i haven't gone to church in a very long time and to be honest i've never really thought of religion or the church as being a source to like enhance relationships in the way that you kind of just touched on a little bit so i'm curious to like if you can expand on that a little bit, I would love to just kind of get a little bit of insight because I, I think a lot of people who aren't really into their spirituality, they they focus a lot on the dogma of it, like on the orthodoxy and the the rules and thou shalt and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think you just touched on something very, very cool and intimate in the relationship aspect. So how how has that helped you and and your wife? I guess in the early goings, and then especially now as a new dad, like. Man, you need you need all the help in the world, and if it's from yeah. up above, then like all power to you. You know, like sure. so. What is that? What is that all for you? So uh, let me let me see if I understand your your question. Is how is like being how like, does the with, church help your relationship? Basically, is a simple question. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, well, again, actually, we grew up in the church, uh, but um, you don't have to have just grown up in the church to have God help your relationship. Um, 
No, I, I, the church is all about relationship. And, you know, I the frustrating thing about, you know, being a Christian and uh, the church, there's a lot of people that do things wrong. There's a lot of things that people do things right. Um, it seems like a lot of you'll hear a lot of fire and brimstone kind of talk from church. So you hear about a denomination and like they you know, they're first off, you got to realize people are we're all human. Just because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian doesn't mean that like I'm a holy, holy man that doesn't make mistakes. I, I've made mistakes, and a lot of people do. Um, but the church is—it's really all about relationship. And we yeah. got to just because I may not support or agree with so, the way someone's lifestyle may be, that doesn't mean I hate you. Like I don't hate you at all, you know. And it's all about loving others. And uh, there's time and a place to talk about certain situations and things, but. It's about relationship. That's what Christ was. He came here to have a relationship with us. And and I think naturally, uh, my wife and I growing up in the church, we've grown in that. We've known about that our, since we were kids, babies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just been a part of who we are and our character. So getting married, we look for those qualities in, our, in who we wanted to, to be with. Like I never – when I was into a girl, I wasn't – I was never wanting to just date a girl to date a girl. I was always trying to find my future wife yeah. from even when I was in middle school. I know that what sounds a little nuts. romantic you are. <laughs> I know it sounds – I mean I, I, I literally think like a girl sometimes. Because, and I always would say that jokingly because like in middle school, if there was like a girl I had a crush on, I would be like, Write my name, right in her name with my last name and <laughs> something I like that. It. And I would always think about like – my kids what would i call my kids like i can't wait to be a dad one day like i've always been that way even since i was in middle school i love that well now you are a dad i am you're a proud dad and wow okay so take me through this this journey i'm i'm of about a year behind you how old is your daughter riley is just now eight months she's sucking on a bottle right now so i'm a pregnancy behind basically okay so and like just kind of adjusting to like I mean they're very early goings. We've been we haven't even been home for a week. We spent four days in the hospital. Got home on Monday today, Sunday. So it'll be I guess a week tomorrow or when this when this airs. Uh, so I'm just adjusting. I'm curious your eight month journey. Um, now being a dad, it's the real deal. You're a proud papa. Yeah. Talk, talk about Riley a little bit. Oh Riley, she's uh she's awesome. I mean she's uh. People, so I can't believe how good we are. I'm honestly a little nervous when we ever we try to have a second child because uh, I'm afraid it's not that that child's going to be a nightmare compared to Riley because she is like <laughs> she's so quiet. Like yeah. when you sit, you take her in the car seat, she'll just sit in her car seat, just stare, just look around, play with her toys, whatever. Mm-hmm. She doesn't cry. I mean, when she cries, it's because she wants a bottle. You pop a bottle in her mouth and she's done. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then she'll either go to sleep or she'll get up and she'll just want to play again. I mean, I she's starting to get starting to she's sucking on a bottle right now, so she's starting to get <laughs> sleepy. I can tell. Nice. I'm hoping she'll pass out. Yeah, she get a little milk drunk. Absolutely. Did you have okay? So I want to I want to talk to you about this. I was I think a lot of people when they have when they have a baby, they have a child for the first time, they have like this moment. And it's almost like lights turn on, or it's a very kind of aha moment. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't know what this says about me. I'm sure somebody out there can psychoanalyze this to some degree. I haven't had that moment. I haven't had this like, oh my gosh, there's this thing and I have to take care of it. And it's just, 
I don't know how else to describe it other than it just is. It's just, this is the way that life is. We have prepared as best that we could. And now he's here. Like we, maybe that, maybe this is just kind of penting up some, some terrible emotions that one day I'm going to explode, but I haven't had, I haven't had that freak out moment yet. And I'm wondering, like, did you have, not that necessarily it has to be a freak out, but did you have kind of like a, a significant realization or moment or thought when, when Riley came along that changed things for you? Um, well, I'm glad you asked this. Cause I think this can segue us down to some deeper conversation here. Um, no, we didn't actually. Like my wife and I were really, we were so anxious and excited for Riley to get here, and mm-hmm. we were a little bit nervous. But of course, yeah. Uh, in general, we were really happy. Um, Sean, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, you may know a little I bit. I do know. But like our uh, Riley's not our first child. You yeah, know? man. So I'll try not to cry on your show, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, that's why I love your shows that you can talk about games and you can get deep and real with things and i'm gonna try not to cry too like let's be real (laughs) i uh riley we had a daughter before her and it was uh her name was judah and um basically early and it's just i won't give you all the details because of our whole life everything was a mess financially job loss moving with parents things like that moving out um the one bright spot of that year back in 2014 was our daughter, we got pregnant and uh, that was really awesome. And, uh, we found out, gosh, it was like right before it literally was the day before my birthday that we, she went in for an ultrasound. Um, well, we thought she was, she woke up bleeding and we thought something was wrong. So mm-hmm. we went to the hospital. How far they, along? Um, uh, we were, I think three months in. Okay. Um, we were in, we went in, we saw the baby, saw the heartbeat, everything was good. Um, and then they called her back later that day and said, we just want you to come back in to the next day, come back in just to meet because the doctor wasn't there. We just wanted to talk with the doctor and talk about a couple things. And we're like, okay. So her and her mom went the next day. I was at work. Um, I, my wife calls me and, or I think I called her. You know, she called me or I called her or whatever. I was on my way home or something like that. I was like, how did the ba- meeting go? How was our baby? And she held together the phone and she didn't tell me anything. And um, Take your time, man. It's all right. <laughs> it never gets easier to tell. It helps, though. Yeah. Okay, basically, um, she was diagnosed with this thing called anencephaly. And what anencephaly does is basically it happens in the very first week of conception. So you don't know until the baby's older. Yeah. And um, the baby, so her, what happened was her skull. I'm going to try to say it right. Her skull didn't form all the way. like, And that happens in the very first week, so everything can build in the baby. There's a little gap in the back of her skull. So her brain would be exposed to, like, embiotic fluid and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
so it was uh, we were faced with a big decision and um we don't my whole life you know especially growing up in the church i don't believe in like abortion or anything yeah. like that and yeah. The doctor gave us the option to, he said, either you can abort and you can try again in a month or so and be on your way, or you can carry the term. Um, and to be honest, I we, we were very scared. And I, 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 um, I still don't support abortion today, but at the time, I can say you never know what you're going to do until you're in a situation. And That's right. my wife and I, we were scared <laughs> because mm-hmm. the initial – time to um get that to get the information that our daughter was going to die was basically just as the initial it stung just as the initial death would you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we called our pastor we talked we told our church and (laughs) a lot more crap happened in between there when we, we we decided this but um, we went so far to like we met with the abortion doctor and we scheduled it and we were going to have like a ceremony and um, just like because we didn't want to go through the pain of holding our, our child lost. Yeah. Um, and my wife, she talked to God and prayed that like you got to show me clearly that you want me to change my mind <laughs> if you want me to. So what we did we and he did i mean long story short he did and um i i I just it's crazy like just people that i never had i didn't know my life some i met them like i worked at a gym at the time and like i met this a couple women um and separately didn't know each other and they like they they knew god and they, they they were christians and like it just this is I, I, oh, I met these people out of nowhere, and like they were exactly people in our time for that time of our life that we needed to meet, and they like mm-hmm. helped us through everything. Um, and we decided to keep, and we canceled everything, <laughs> and we were going to honor her life as best as we could because we de- we decided um, it's not our decision if a baby can make it or not because we. We prayed and we, we hoped and we hoped for a miracle. And um, Judah's life, she was created by God, and her life mattered. Yeah. And it was it wasn't our decision to say that you can't make it because there's a chance you're going to die. Um, because there are cases, there are children out there that were diagnosed with this and they're alive, you know. And but the, I mean, the chances are very slim. Yeah, man. So we took the pregnancy. And we um, honored her life. We 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 went out that next week, and we bought. Um, we went to the pumpkin patch and bought pumpkins for all three of us. <laughs> so that we that's what we did. And and I I, I apologize. Can't understand me well. It's a no not man. A tough, not at all. It's a tough story to tell, and it's uh, no, you're very brave to do that, and then to to talk about it as well. I can't even. I can't imagine that decision. And obviously, the conversations that you and your wife would have had, they've brought you closer together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every step of the way, whether it's you getting married, that brings its own complications. Then living together brings its own complications. This Mm -hmm. is on a whole another level. So do you look at it? Do you look at it that way? And that this, this, I think that that's what you mean when you say that your daughter's life mattered. Because 
she was a member of the family. She is a member of the family and she brings everybody closer together. That's what I, that's how I look into it, man. And I, I, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't thinking of you guys when Lincoln was coming into the world, thinking how lucky we are to have uh, a healthy, beautiful baby boy. God, this is a freaking cry fest. We're going to get out of here in a second. But I'm, I'm really happy that you shared that story because I, I have been thinking of you guys a lot lately and I know how proud a dad you are and I know how proud a dad I am. And I guess in a way this sort of loops back to my original question that it's not really a moment but a collection of moments that you kind of look back and go like, oh, I guess this is a really profound thing. But it isn't like you open a door from a clo- from a dark room to a light room. It's not really like that, but it's more of a journey down a hallway that's oh, yeah. getting brighter and brighter as you go down it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I thank you, you know, that you thought about us and I'm you know, we want our story to help other people. And we want we want to um crap she's going to listen to this episode now too because i talked about you (laughs) you realize what you said (laughs) i'm going to skip that first part now but um i'll just throw jason over top of it people be like what's that i'm censoring i'm censoring jason (laughs) um, so you know i i'm really i'm glad our story can help others and you know you never you don't get to see there are stories like this people lose their babies all the time and people you only see the happy stories. You only yeah, you only hear about them. And um, when Riley was born, you know, like when well, when Judah was born in March, she was born. Um, this is pretty crazy. March on March eighth was is the day. Not my wife and I got married, but that was the day we first ever became a couple. And she's oh, been my no only way. girl. Oh man, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, but she was born. She came about a month early, um, and she lived for about ten minutes. I got to hold her and. Um, it was just her mother and I in the room, and we had the nurse taking photos, and uh, she just kind of looked at me with one little eye, um, and the nurses cleaned her up, wrapped her up, and I I wanted to be able to dedicate her to the Lord, so I took her to her mother. <laughs> we dedicated her to the Lord, and then she slowly passed away. <sighs> That's a beautiful moment, man. That really is. And now you have, and now you have Riley. Yeah. And now you get to flood social media with a thousand pictures of, of Riley every single day. And she's beautiful and healthy. And she's a freaking spitting image of you, dude. <laughs> like those eyes. Holy cow. If that isn't her dad's eyes, that's amazing. She is. She is adorable. She is the best. She's a, she's a, such a blessing. I can't wait to tell her about her sister when she's a little bit older. And yeah, dude. We do now, but so when, um, when Judah was born, we had a. They put a pink butterfly, and I didn't know about this. They put a pink butterfly in your door. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever at a hospital, um, that means they lost their baby. So that, that just goes for like respect for that family. Like I didn't know that. I didn't either till this happened. And oh, this is a kind of a funny story. Um, when Riley was born, it's sad because I I heard. There was a bait. There was a floor. I saw well, a door like that, and Riley was just born, you know. So, like, I was trying to enjoy my <laughs> my daughter's birth and for a healthy child, but I was also my heart broke for this family. That I knew what they were going through. Of course. Um, that, but a funny story was my a good friend from our church. His name is Chad. He. Uh, What's up, Chad? <laughs> 
it's kind of a it's funny but it's like really bad at the same time <laughs> and it, it, he came to come visit my wife and i with our baby and he went to our room on the wrong floor and that family he showed up and he's like hey and that family lost their baby oh, and it was no. in the same and they were like uh we think you have the wrong room and he was like oh crap and he oh, felt so bad no. And it, so it's not it's not funny as in the situation. My fam, my again, my heart broke for that family. And I but what felt, are the chances? Oh yeah, I mean, really, the the room right below us. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, that's the whole story. We love Judah. We we kind of, we have a we have a complicated background, and again, there's a lot more to the story than just you just heard the baby side of things of everything that was happening in our lives, and um. You know what? That's another story for another day if you want to talk to me about that. But, no, I love Riley, and she is a blessing. So to answer your first question, no, I never had a freak-out moment of, like, yeah. like I, I, I honestly don't understand how dads are like, oh, oh, I have a baby. What am I going to do? Like, I love spending every moment with Riley because <laughs> we know what it's like to have something you want taken away, you know? Yeah. So I cherish, cherish it. So you spend I'm gonna I love this conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull us back to gaming so that Let's do it. Some people don't they're not, they're not crying on the bus while they're listening to this or uh, crashing I, their cars because their eyes are flooded with tears. I hate crying. <laughs> it, you know what? It helps that I'm gonna talk about this like I needed this chat big time. Like I and I'm so grateful that you shared that with me because this this show is more than video games. This is the people, this is we all have a very real story. We, we all live very real lives. And I, right now, more than ever, I needed that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and there's no smooth segue other than to say, <laughs> you out, out of it, to get back to video games, you kind of mentioned that you spend every waking moment with Riley. So what's gaming like for you now? <laughs> <laughs> well, since the last time we talked, uh, my life has kind of actually changed a lot. When we talked, I was... Um, didn't have a podcast yet. I yep. was trying to start one. You and Bobby are like, you're like literally the parents of Nintendo Nostalgia. I don't know if you guys realize that, but that show <laughs> would not be here if you and Bobby did not. We be made your... love and we made a podcast, baby. Yes. We made podcast you... love. Yes, podcast love, and you produced Nintendo Nostalgia. And it's, <laughs> it's, uh, so my life, then I was working in a warehouse 50, 50 plus hours a week. Um, I would be up at around 4.30, and I want to get home till 4.30 or 5. Mm-hmm. Very miserable, very miserable time, to be honest, because I was just physically worn out. Mm-hmm. My joints were jacked up. I got these straps on to, like, help. I have tennis elbow right now, and so I'm trying to start working out. I put on, like, 20 pounds of this job. There was just – I physically couldn't work out anymore. I was so mm-hmm. wore out. I'll be falling asleep on the way home and stuff. So recently, I have switched jobs. Um to a part-time because of my college, basically. So I'm, we make a lot less money. So money's a lot tighter right now. But um, we, uh, I have a part-time job because I'm in school to be a teacher. Um, Good for you. Holy you. cow. Yeah, yeah I, I've been in school. I started school right after Judah was born. That was something I, I decided to make a change and, and continue because I decided I want, I want to be a history teacher, so um, a U.S. history teacher. And I uh, – so I've been in school, and I uh, 
I'm about to start this thing called practicum hours where I have to go to yep. other schools and I have to observe teachers and take notes. And just with my last job, I just wasn't going to be able to do a 50 plus hour job and do school. So yeah, man, school's always been kind of a struggle because it's online. And like when you live a real life of being a dad and a husband and a work a full time job, like mentally I was drained. Like I, I it was very tough. School mm-hmm. was so now I'm able to get my school under control. I'm able to get back into the gym because I used to be a personal trainer before that job. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to get back in shape. My clothes are starting to fit again. Um, oh boy. Yeah. And I'm kind of a part-time stay-at-home dad too. So like I'll pick Riley up because I only have to work in the, in the morning from like 7.45 to about noon. Mm-hmm. Um, then I get off and I'll go get a workout in and then I'll go pick Riley up for my parents or whoever's watching that day. And then we come home and I told my wife, you know, like because she's – Honestly, she's bringing in the the money for the family right now, the big buck right now that we can, so we can live in our home. And um, I said, you know, don't worry, I, this house will be spick and span clean, it, yeah. and, and I do my best to keep it clean. Um, she doesn't have to cook meals. I have dinner going by the time she's getting home. Um, I said I'll do groceries, but I don't think she trusts me at the store because I always end up like buying something extra at Amiibo. Or- I am given very specific lists for my Costco runs, and that's when I listen to all my podcasts. Is when I go to I make my Monday po- uh, Costco runs, and it's very spe- and actually it's so Chelsea's so amazing too because she'll group she knows the layout of Costco like yeah. and she knows like the circ- the the horseshoe that you'll do around the edge uh-huh. like you don't really need to go in the middle because like we're just doing groceries yeah. so she'll group like all the produce together because like that's when I'll be in that area and in in order. So it'd be like produce and then whatever, like chips or yeah. condiments or whatever else. I would mm-hmm. buy too many chips, but that, that's, I'm with you, man. Cause I should not be left to make those decisions of what flavors or things like that. Well, I, I always get her. nervous because my wife, she, she does, she's a budget Nazi. So she knows like every penny we have and like, I'll go to the store and like, oh, I'll try to, I want to grab, I'll throw this in the cart. But then like, um, like I'm worried, like, am I like overspending or is like my car going to get rejected or whatever, you know? So, so she like, I was like, I'll go to the store. She's like, I'll just go when I get off. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so whatever. She handles that. She don't trust me with that, but I try to keep life, um, good for her. Um, since she is doing that and, um, I have more time, but gaming, I, um, now the Switch is out. I just beat all my Switch games. I had three Switch games. I had four. I traded in Bomberman um, to get Mario Kart 8 because money's tight, and I don't mm-hmm. like to trade in a lot. So, but did you was, love Bomberman, or did you, like I'm no, assuming that is? No, I was really is. like I was. I I'm not a professional Bomberman. I got it because I thought it'd be fun, and I want mm-hmm. game. Becca's not a gamer, and I try to find games that we can play together. Um, and she didn't enjoy it, so. Um, I thought the music was great. I thought the the art in it was great. I liked the cutscenes. But the game was just uh, – I just wasn't good at it, and I heard it wasn't playing very well for even people who are good. So I traded it in. I traded in some old Pokemon games that were just sitting on my shelf, which was hard to do. Yeah, which I ones? I traded in White 1 and White 2. I traded in X, and I traded in Sun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I, that, I feel – Trust me, I'm going to regret it because every year, I, every like every couple of years, I go through this spell where like I get obsessed with Pokemon. Like this time last year, they had the Pokemon anniversary. Uh, Pokemon Go was on, on the com, coming on, and like I remember after that Super Bowl commercial they had, like I bought the tin of like the three original movies on Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. I like 
I was like reordering old Pokemon, specific of the original set of Pokemon cards online, um, like on eBay to like get Charizard to get Blastoise. Like I have them in a binder over here. I, I was it. like, I got the whole season for Christmas of the original C- series, and uh-huh. I was marathoning them. And then like I, and then Pokemon Go came. And I was playing that for a little bit, and then I was excited for Sun. And then by the time Sun got here, I. I've always burned myself out on Pokemon. So then I was just like, <laughs> I, didn't even Overdose. I barely played some. And I was just like, I asked for it for Christmas and I, I had all this other stuff I got. So like, it just kind of got pushed to the side. I was like, you know what? If I really wanted to play it, like I would have played it already. So, mm-hmm. um, Easter was here. We wanted to get Riley a couple colored Yoshis for her Easter basket. So Sweet. we did. That's such did. a good idea. Yeah, I did that. Uh, my, and my, one of my best friend's birthdays coming up and I wanted to get him a little gift. So I just took this stuff in, um, bought stuff at GameStop for him, for her. And I bought Mario Kart 8 off for the switch. And with the wheels, I got the wheels cause my wife, did wife, you really, my wife loves the Wii version. That's her favorite. Uh-huh. So I felt like it would, cause she didn't like it on the wheel cause it didn't yeah. have that. So I really think that'll help her really like this version. Couldn't you of, use it? Couldn't you just did not use motion controls with the, Oh, no, it you know, did. With the Wii Remote, you could probably throw that in a I wheel. You probably could, but when we got Mario Kart 8, it was, like, right at the time of everything with Judah in our life, oh, too. Oh, of course, yeah. So it was kind of like Mario Kart 8 was really enjoyable the first time around for us. So like, Totally fair. Like, we we bought – we couldn't afford it financially at the time, but my wife just bought it just to just – to, because everything sucked for us at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, I remember crying when I got that game. That's why I won't trade Mario Kart 8 in on the Wii U, even though oh, I. Oh, yeah, man. Some people like trade it in, you're getting the new, same thing. I won't, for that sentimental reasons that, like, my wife bought this as a gift to just take our minds off of things. But, um, so no, this time around, I'm hoping she'll get it. She'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, man. Um, so are you going to have time to be able to play? Because, like, I think we're going to put something together. We're going to try and get all the communities together, try to get everybody who's got a podcast to, like, put the word out. We're going to have, I don't know, something like, like we're all indie podcasters. Bobby and I talk about this all the time. We're all kind of like, it's this network of indie podcasters. We're IGN and, the, and GameSpot, or GameSpot and, the, and all these big, big kind of funny. They're the AAA podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all the Zoink Games. We're the Image and Form and yeah. all these other guys, right? We're just like, but we're all banding together. Like those guys all, they, they swap characters. Bobby and I talk about this all the time. Yeah, that's and awesome. I've got this idea that I'm like, we shouldn't be like, We'll have N- Nintendo Nostalgia and Mario Kart is on Tuesdays and then if we yeah. ran Nintendo is on Wednesdays. It's like that's stupid because the, if you're lucky, you'll get maybe two, three people coming right. on board. Let's all just like, decide, yeah. look, we're playing Mario Kart. Let's let's put down like put down our guns a little bit. Like yeah. let's all kind of come together as this podcasting community. Decide on a couple days that we're playing some Mario Kart. We'll create tournaments and just we'll all spread the word about the same tournaments instead yes. of going to like the IGN one. Which, if that's what you want to do, that's totally fine. But like, sure. I feel like we're all kind of in the same group and we all kind of recognize names. Like, oh man, I've seen that guy talk to so and so. Or like, mm-hmm. it's that familiarity that's super. I don't know. It's just it's just nice. It feels yes. good to be playing with people that you know. And I'm on a big multiplayer kick right now because the way that i see lincoln impacting my gaming life is that i don't know if i'm going to be able to finish any more games like i don't know if i'm going to see any game through to the end credits like (laughs) zelda i'm fine with because zelda i'm treating kind of like a minecraft where i'm just exploring Mm -hmm. and i don't even really like 
I care like I'll, every now and then I'll jump to some of the story stuff, but I'm totally fine just playing that game forever. And I'm treating a lot of multiplayer games in that way as well. Just if I've got 20 minutes to play, I can play a couple rounds of Titanfall or Battlefront or something like that, um, Forza or something. So I just wanted to kind of like put this idea out there. And if we all kind of decide, okay, somebody's got to create the tournament. That's the only thing is that one person's got to create it, but then we're all sharing the same ID number. Or if people want to play battle, they'll go over there. If people want to race, they'll go over here. And that's kind of it instead of splitting up all these little fractions of of groups to yeah. to try and make something for yourself because i think that that like none of us are getting rich off any of this stuff no no yeah we we want to be involved again because our show is still small and we're, and we're really tr- still networking and getting to know more people and um we uh we are that's what i'm actually really excited about the switch is like with the wii u like not very many people had them i had a couple friends and like i just got bored with games like mario kart and even smash bros because like I didn't have mm-hmm. anyone to play with, you know, mm-hmm. and like, um, th- that was the first console I had as like an adult. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 26 now, and before all that, I still had I was in high school, and I had like youth group, and we could play and have these little parties and get together with your friends. But when you're an adult, like everyone's working and right. things are busy and, and different, and um. So I really gamed a lot of my own, which I love to game on my own. I, I you know, I, I do have like that, but I'm really excited with the Switch that like I can meet, I know you and Bobby and I know Mark Caravan and, and just Stop. all these, all these Stop other talking. podcasters and, and I am just really excited to, I am glad I have all these friends. Like yeah, I have, man. that's I've been the at- thing. Like I look at Splatoon, like I wasn't really interested. I, I bought it, but I didn't really play it, but I would play the mess out of Splatoon now because like I know yeah. all these people. We've come to meet all of these people. Yes. And I just want to be, I want to be mindful of your time here as well, but cause I wanted to, we kind of are touching on Nintendo nostalgia here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a guest. I can't wait. We're going to yes. be playing, uh, Super Mario Land 2, six gold mm-hmm. coins. Yes. One of my all time favorite Game Boy games. Talk to me about the growth of the show, the growth. I just want to put it out there. You as a podcaster have grown tremendously. Like I, you've always had like the first thing that Bobby and I recognize in you is the passion that you have for Nintendo. It's always been there. But early on, I feel like you would kind of get, I think as we all do, like you've, you've learned to fully express what is inside whereas before you're kind of like you were at surface level like saying things that maybe you've heard other people say or trying to maybe focus on being professional we all do it and i'm seeing with you and just very very recently your growth is tremendous like are you feeling more comfortable and and are you what is your sense of where the show is has come over the last i guess eight months yeah yeah well thank you very thank you very much and um the show has just we've we've grown and we've we've lived and learned from mistakes and things like oh let's not do that next time or let's yeah, do man. this next time and um, no I it's like with anything when you first meet me I'm very timid very kind of, I'm not shy like I'll talk to you but like I'm I'm and I shouldn't I but I always worry what people think of me you know I mm-hmm. shouldn't worry too you, much but I want to give off a good impression so like when I start awesome. a new job or something I'm like. I don't want to make anyone mad. I don't like it when anyone's mad at me, no matter how much I know you're not. That does bother me. Um, so I'm always trying to give off a good impression. But once I get comfortable, you see more of like just who I naturally am as a person. I'm more talkative. I'm more out, outgoing with things. And um, 
Yeah, with the show, I, I know what you're talking about. When we first started, we tried to like have a script and stick to the script. And um, <laughs> we all as, do it, man. Don't even go back and listen to my early shows. It's all, I'm literally <laughs> reading off a page. Like I would write it and then read it. I'm like, that is brutal. <laughs> I make guideline notes of like, okay, here's the next part we're supposed to go to, but then yep. I fill in the blank. Way better. Um, but yeah, naturally, I just feel comfortable with talking about things. Um, and I may be wrong about some. I try to make sure I, I don't like state some fact that is not true but mm -hmm. I, I limit I, the old facts if you can yeah yeah you know but i'm <laughs> i i'm comfortable with talking and i'm comfortable with just saying what i think i used to be a, kind of afraid to say what i thought about mm -hmm. like this certain topic like i don't want to i don't want any like fans listening to like never come back and listen because they thought i was like just stubborn or i wasn't or I'm dumb. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? You can just tell Bobby to F off, and a lot of people pay attention, as it turns out. <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I'll be I can't imagine Bobby. you doing that in a million years, though. That's that's the thing. I mean, I, I don't have a... Oh, I can't I can't be mean to people. Be mean to people. So how about how about Ryan? How about your guys' friendship? Is it, like, is it nice? I can only... I, I just saw a memory from Facebook showing uh, my old show, Nerdflix and Chill. It was Bobby... Uh, Gary and I, we did our first episode about a year ago, and I'm like, oh, man, I miss this. And I really miss talking to Gary every single week. So is that kind of like obviously like podcasting and creating the content has a certain it, – it satisfies a certain creative uh, <laughs> momentum within you. But what about what about talking with Ryan? You guys, this is your neighbor, Matt. So this is, yeah. this is your friend from before you had memories. I love it. It's really like – Ryan and I, we've always been friends. Like, you know, I said last time we've been, we've known each other since we were kids or our moms were best friends growing up. And, um, but in recent years, honestly, like Ryan and I, we've been friends, but I could go, you know, weeks without talking to Ryan. And he became more of like, Oh, how you doing here and there kind of thing. And like, mm -hmm. I'll see you around the occasional, you know, it wasn't like yeah. we went out of our way, but now like we talk to each other every week. Like I feel like what we used to be back in the GameCube days where, if you listen to our GameCube episode, like that's when Ryan and I were like in our teens. Like we spent like all the time together, and like we were always going to gaming, movies, everything. Like mm -hmm. every weekend was with Ryan. It felt like, and um, we're just you know we we talk all the time now, and like it's just re I don't know. Not that like we never were friends. We have always been friends, but like it just re prioritized our friendship i yeah, guess man totally well, that's well said because we talk just outside i mean we talk on the show but we talk outside the show we talk about the like all the time now i mean i mean i'm not like every day or anything but like a couple times a week you know like he tried to call me the other day i couldn't talk but it had been a long time where he just called me up just to say hey you know and um so like it's really uh i think strengthened our friendship and um yeah, it's it's. I love it. I love That's it. That's awesome, man. Um, what are some of the What are some of your most fondest? Uh, your most fondest. What are What are your fond episodes that you guys have done? You You always focus on a particular game. Mm -hmm. Like what? I think that I, what I guess I'm looking for is I think that when you when you started out, it was kind of like the games that you all knew that you'd be starting, and then as you go on, like you're starting to get a little further into into the catalog. What has surprised you, I guess, when you when you take a deep dive in some of these older games, tap into the nostalgia? What are some of the the best episodes people should go check out? Oh well, I think our my couple of my favorites are like I love our GameCube episode. Um, yeah, we talk about it, that especially because with Ryan and I, that's so close. That was like our second episode. Um, don't listen. Oh, good to our, for you, man! Your favorite is your second. I didn't realize it was that early on. 
Yeah, we it was a it. I felt really good about that one because everything like naturally flowed, you know. And yeah. like, um, don't listen to our first episode because like the <laughs> edit job is bad and like it, I just I was still it was the very first time I ever edited the show and like I didn't get the sound quality right. So like we had music playing the whole time and like um, which was to fine. hide stuff. No, just because I wanted it to be in the. It was like it was a. We launched literally Halloween Day. It came out on Halloween, and I wanted to. We did like a topic of like spooky moments in Nintendo, like Nintendo scary side, and it was called. And like, I have background of the of the when we talk about this specific scary part of the music, and I thought it'd be cool to play through the whole episode, which is fine. Like I think for special episodes, we'll continue to do that. It's just at the time I didn't have the sound level quite right, so you have music and like our voices and the music kind of mesh together. Yeah, kinda, that's a kinda, tough kinda, balance. And like the whole episode is music in the background. So it's kind of like, ah, uh, it's kind of rough. Uh, but I love it, man. That is awesome. It, well, even, uh, sorry, I, I, no, you're fine. Um, just to, it's kind of hard. I really enjoy a lot every episode. Cause we, now that we've had guests, and once we got past him, we started having guests on. Um, and like, I'm now with having guests has opened up the door for like, other games that like I didn't necessarily have nostalgia for. Like Bobby came on and we talked about Kid Icarus and I didn't have shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Very shocking. Like, <laughs> Actually kind of is. I thought you were going to say, uh, I thought you definitely would have talked about punch out, but yeah, Kid Icarus. I gave him the option and he, he, he could Kid Icarus. So, um, though I just like having these games that like I have because it taps into a part of my nostalgia that wasn't like, like if it was just, all about my nostalgia. We would already talk about Banjo Kazooie. We would talk about Donkey Kong Country one, two, three. All of my favorite games of all time. And then the, we does just, that mean you haven't done those episodes yet? We have. You're saying we haven't done. Banjo- Everybody's clamoring for that right now. You just saying that everybody's like, "Come on, man, give us some Donkey Kong Country oh. love." Yes, it, Donkey Kong Country is going to be great, but Banjo Kazooie that's that's my number one game of all time. And I'm re- I, all I, time. Oh, wait, oh. I think I reacted the same way you told me that last time. <laughs> I want to fire that up on Rare Replay, actually. I definitely want to, because oh. I enjoyed my time with that. When I, I originally got Rare Replay, I was doing, I did a review of every game for We The Nerd. Okay. And ultimately, that means that I played every game for maybe, like, a couple hours, if that. Like, some of the, the arcade games you could play for 20 minutes, you kind of get a sense of it. And I basically did a tweet review per game. Okay. And my experience with that was I wanted to, I wish that I didn't have to move on from Banjo. Yeah, any of them, any of the banjo games I wanted to because it has um, the first one and then banjo two and then it has nuts and bolts. I think I feel like there's three games in there. Is that I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to go back to that and I'm I'm with you because there's something especially now with ukulele out Mm -hmm. and it's getting middling reviews. I kind of just want to go back to the OG. And I I do want to talk about. Let's say something about ukulele, okay? Like, if you've been listening to my show, like, I go on ranch about ukulele, and, like, I'm stoked for ukulele, and um, I'm waiting for the Switch version, obviously, so I haven't played it yet, and it's been bugging me, so I pulled out Banjo yesterday, and Riley just watched me play all day. I'm teaching her how to, what Daddy's favorite game is, and, um, and we almost beat it in one day, but the in-laws came for dinner, so we didn't, but um, we're going to finish today. But, uh... <laughs> um, Basically, here's the thing with ukulele, and from what I've gathered, um, if you loved Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, um, basically it's almost the same game as those. Um, a couple things are different, but they, I mean, they, they, they delivered on what they promised, Platonic mm-hmm. games. They said they were making a 3D platformer from the 64 era, 
And they did exactly just that, just like Banjo-Kazooie. They promised all these things, and people are – there are people out there who are unhappy with it because they did what they promised, but they brought it along with the warts of the time. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. You know, like I was – when I was playing Banjo, like there would be some times like the camera's like stuck behind this wall, and I'm like, I can't see my character. And gaming mm-hmm. today has improved, and little things like that aren't an issue anymore. But they kept that in there. Now, it's still like they delivered. And if you love Banjo-Kazooie and you want to replay Banjo-Kazooie, but today you're getting what you want. And you'll love the game. If you are really more of a tech guy and you don't have nostalgia for Banjo like I do, like I'm going to love Yuko when I get my hands on it. I know I will. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm already constantly listening to the soundtrack. I got it for Easter. I freaking love that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's that's the type of thing. Like I know we're all growing up, and like we've all got less time to play games and stuff. And every once in a while, we'll drop a line like that, and it's like the nerd cred is still there. The nerd oh, yeah. is like, <laughs> like we all got stuff to do. But listening to a soundtrack for a game that I haven't played yet because I'm so pumped about it. Yep. <laughs> I'm saying that as a compliment. I hope that it comes across that way. It is. It is. <laughs> I was talking about StarCraft on, I think, on Sheldon Forgotten uh-huh. last week. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's, there's nothing nerdier than talking about StarCraft and Dragon Age. Like, <laughs> my goodness. Um, okay, we're coming up at that about that time of the show. Let everybody know where they find you on the Internet, your show, where that is, all the good stuff that, that you're up to, man. Yeah. Um, well, you can uh... – my show, it's, it's Ryan and I's show, and um, you know we, we, we do we co-host together, and so far I've led the shows, but we're going to start uh, mixing things up, and we want Ryan to step up a little bit more and, and, and start talking, because Ryan's got a voice too, and um, Ryan's got a lot of games that I haven't even played that I would love, that he's going to lead the charge on. So Sweet. Um, coming up in the near, in this summer, you're going to start hearing some mix-up if you've been listening to the show, but um, we're not on YouTube yet. We, we, That's okay. We, we're trying to get that going just because I've I'm never not done on YouTube. YouTube. Nah. I, 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 it's tough. I don't know how to do it very well. So It's hard. And I'm not going to do something unless I feel happy about it. I'm um, the same as you, man. But you can find us on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Um, there you go. And, and, and SoundCloud. Those are our biggest things there. Um, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Nintendo NOS, so like capital N-O-S for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Twitter is Nintendo underscore NOS. Um, and then Nintendo Nostalgia at gmail.com. If you ever want to send us an email, that's where you can find us. Um, I'm on Facebook, and I honestly, I don't, as long as you're not going to be like a weird person, I don't <laughs> mind to add you on Facebook, you know? like No weirdos allowed, everybody. Yes, no weirdos. Dave Moore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on, I just got because of the podcast. Like, I got off of Twitter. I tried Twitter. I never really got into it very much. I had it back when I was in a band, and um, then after that, I got left the band uh, after eight years. I got off it, but now I'm back on with NOS Jacob seventy three. That's my Twitter handle. So you can like follow me there if you want. I tweet a lot of just who I am, you know, my life and. And things I'm into, and I'm all about the rare Platonic games and, and Nintendo. So I love it. Well, I think you're not the only one, dude. This has been an amazing chat. Thank you so much for carving out a little time, getting real with me today, man. Yeah, dude, I loved it. I, I, I'm thank you, and I know I talk. We could talk for hours. Trust me, I, I talk all. I'm like Bobby. I like to talk. I like to talk. I like letting you talk, dude. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, but, we got babies we gotta we gotta well, take care of. This one's finally knocked out because that. Oh, bottle. there you go. I, I heard mine just a second ago. I don't know if that came through on the microphone, but I'm like, mm, I didn't that might be anything. that might be a diaper. I'm proud to say that I think Chelsea's only changed two diapers. Oh well, congrats. So yeah. I'm doing good. I'm a I'm a diaper ninja. Yeah, it's going great. My dogs haven't eaten any of the the dirty diapers yet, so that I'm keeping it away from because they definitely would. It's these oh. are the accomplishments. <laughs> of a 32 year old first time dad with three dogs and it's, yeah. it's hilarious but anyways man thank you so much this has been awesome thank you sean i glad to be on thank you jacob how can i i feel like i was i was gonna just jump up in the energy but i don't know that that's this isn't the show for that a solemn and grateful thank you to Jacob Rush, the man with the great name, the man with a big heart. His heart is only outsized by his biceps. And to know what I'm talking about, go to twitter.com slash nasjacob73. Good God. He's not kidding. If there's anybody who's been inspired by Dragon Ball to, to work out, it's Jacob. So go, go find that. The music, we talked a lot about Banjo-Kazooie. The music is a remix, Wallachian Prince from ocremix.org. Right? .org? I always question myself. Yeah, it's .org. I don't know what, what's wrong with me. So thank you guys for listening. That is the show. That is that is We The GamerCast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, at Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. Follow the website, We The Nerdy, or the show at We The GamerCast. We also have email if you guys want to... If you have a long-form response to the show or a long-form request to be on the show, you can email wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com. It's fancy because it's a at wethenerdy.com email address. It's... I mean, at Gmail is great too, but, you know, it's got that domain. It's kind of neat. We the Nerdy is the site that hosts this podcast, so go there every day for video game reviews, opinion pieces, and possibly game nights i'm gonna try to see what i can do to get this thing up and going Uh, i want to make this a standardized thing could be the place where you find information on on game nights that again not that i'm organizing or or that bobby's organizing but you are organizing so if this is something that is interesting you guys please let me know i think it's a good idea but sometimes just because i think it's a good idea doesn't really mean a whole lot thank you to gary gray twitter.com slash the broken block for my cover art Shout out to Chris Berto, who's Twitch streaming for We The Nerdy over at twitch.tv slash btgamingvids. And a high five to my buddy, Mitch Power. That dude is coming up with some good stuff, guys. You got to stay tuned. Mitch Power is going to have a new podcast for you. And I think you're gonna, if you like this show, I think you're going to like it. So stay tuned for that. Keep it up, man. Um, E3 predictions are coming. So a lot of stuff coming, guys. A lot of stuff is in the works. So we're going to do some, some live or die e3 predictions (laughs) not really but i'm lining up some guests lining up some recording times and so we'll have that We typically do it somewhat early but i'm starting to get rumblings from other podcasts and man people are getting these predictions out of the way super quick so we might not be last year we were one of the first i don't think we're going to get there but probably mid mid may i think is when you can expect those we'll have a week full of of podcasts one like each one centric on xbox and playstation nintendo will actually have one this year they were not going to be bundled in with the third party like we did last year so i'll have four dedicated episodes with previous guests and new friends and it'll be a good time so that is great 
Shout out to the guys. Life of Gaming Podcast is also on WeTheNerdy.com. You can join the fun at the We The Nerdy Facebook group. You can find me on If We Ran Nintendo, where we pretend to run that company, which is actually doing pretty well these days. That show is different now <laughs> from when we first started. If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the Nintendo Guru. Uh, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. Otherwise, this is episode 78 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I will be back next week. I hope you're there too. I've got a baby. His name is Lincoln and it certainly is not Jason. 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!